Section 3 of the Forbidden Books of the New Testament, translated by Archbishop William Wake. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by C.J. Plogue. The Forbidden Books of the New Testament, translated by Archbishop William Wake. The First Gospel of the Infancy of Jesus Christ. Chapters 1 through 11. Chapter 1. Caiaphas relates that Jesus, when in his cradle, informed his mother that he was the Son of God. Joseph and Mary going to Bethlehem to be taxed. Mary's time of bringing forth arrives, and she goes into a cave. Joseph fetches a Hebrew woman, the cave filled with great lights, the infant born, and cures the woman, arrival of the shepherds. The following accounts we have found in the book of Joseph, the high priest, called by some Caiaphas. He relates that Jesus spake even when he was in the cradle and said to his mother, Mary, I am Jesus, the Son of God, that word which thou didst bring forth according to the declaration of the angel Gabriel to thee, and my father has sent me for the salvation of the world. In the three hundred and ninth year of the era of Alexander, Augustus published a decree that all persons should go to be taxed in their own country. Joseph therefore arose and with Mary his spouse, he went to Jerusalem and then came to Bethlehem, that he and his family might be taxed in the city of his fathers. And when they came by the cave, Mary confessed to Joseph that her time of bringing forth was come, and she could not go on to the city, and said, Let us go into this cave. At that time the sun was very near going down, but Joseph hastened away that he might fetch her a midwife. And when he saw an old Hebrew woman who was of Jerusalem, he said to her, Pray, come hither, good woman, and go into that cave, and you will see there a woman just about ready to bring forth. It was after sunset when the old woman and Joseph with her reached the cave, and they both went into it. And behold, it was all filled with light, greater than the light of lamps and candles, and greater than the light of the sun itself. The infant was then wrapped up in swaddling clothes and sucking the breast of his mother, St. Mary. When they both saw this light, they were surprised. The old woman asked St. Mary, Art thou the mother of this child? St. Mary replied, She was on which the old woman said, Thou art very different from all other women. St. Mary answered, As there is not any other child like to my son, so neither is there any woman like to his mother. The old woman answered and said, O oh, my lady, I am come hither that I may obtain an everlasting reward. Then our lady St. Mary said to her, Lay thine hands upon the infant, which, when she had done, she became whole. And as she was going forth, she said, From henceforth all the days of my life I will attend upon and be a servant of this infant. After this, when the shepherds came, and had made a fire, and they were exceedingly rejoicing, the heavenly host appeared to them, praising and adoring the supreme God. And as the shepherds were engaged in the same employment, the cave at that time seemed like a glorious temple, because both the tongues of angels and men united to adore and magnify God, on account of the birth of the Lord Christ. But when the old Hebrew woman saw all these evident miracles, she gave praises to God, and said, I thank thee, O God, thou God of Israel, for that mine eyes have seen the birth of the Saviour of the world. Chapter 2 The child circumcised in the cave, and the old woman preserving his foreskin or navel string in a box of spikenard. Mary afterward anoints Christ with it. Christ brought to the temple. He shines. An angel stands around him adoring. Simeon praises Christ. And when the time of his circumcision was come, 
namely the eighth day on which the law commanded the child to be circumcised, they circumcised him in the cave. And the old Hebrew woman took the foreskin, others say she took the navel string, and preserved it in an alabaster box of old oil of spikenard. And she had a son who was a druggist, to whom she said, Take heed thou sell not this alabaster box of spikenard ointment, although thou shouldst be offered three hundred pence for it. Now this is that alabaster box which Mary the sinner procured, and poured forth the ointment out of it upon the head and feet of our Lord Jesus Christ, and wiped them off with the hairs of her head. Then after ten days they brought him to Jerusalem, and on the fortieth day from his birth they presented him in the temple before the Lord, making the proper offerings for him according to the requirement of the law of Moses, namely that every male which opens the womb shall be called holy unto God. At that time old Simeon saw him shining as a pillar of light when St. Mary the Virgin, his mother, carried him in her arms and was filled with the greatest pleasure at the sight. And the angel stood around him, adoring him as a king's guard stand around him. Then Simeon, going near to St. Mary and stretching forth his hands towards her, said to the Lord Christ, Now, O my Lord, thy servant shall depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy mercy, which thou hast prepared for the salvation of all nations, a light to all people, and the glory of thy people Israel. Hannah the prophetess was also present, and drawing near, she gave praises to God, and celebrated the happiness of Mary. Chapter 3 The wise men visit Christ. Mary gives them one of his swaddling clothes. An angel appears to them in the form of a star. They return and make a fire and worship the swaddling cloth and put it in the fire where it remains unconsumed. And it came to pass when the Lord Jesus was born at Bethlehem, a city of Judea, in the time of Herod the king, the wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, according to the prophecy of Zoradasht, or Zoroaster, and they brought with them offerings, namely gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and worshipped him and offered to him their gifts. Then the lady Mary took one of the swaddling clothes, in which the infant was wrapped, and gave it to them instead of a blessing, which they received from her as a most noble present. And at the same time there appeared to them an angel in the form of that star which had before been their guide in their journey, the light of which they followed till they returned into their own country. On their return their kings and princes came to them inquiring whom they had seen and done, what sort of journey in return they had, what company they had on the road. But they produced the swaddling cloth which St. Mary had given them on account whereof they kept a feast, and having, according to the custom of their country, made a fire, they worshipped it. And casting the swaddling cloth into it, the fire took it and kept it. And when the fire was put out, they took forth the swaddling cloth unhurt, as much as if the fire had not touched it. And they began to kiss it and put it upon their heads and their eyes, saying, This is certainly an undoubted truth and it is really surprising that the fire could not burn it and consume it. Then they took it, and with the greatest respect laid it up among their treasures. Chapter 4 Herod intends to put Christ to death. An angel warns Joseph to take the child and his mother into Egypt. Consternation on their arrival. The idols fall down. Mary washes Christ's swaddling clothes, hangs them to dry on a post, and the son of a priest puts one on his head and being possessed of devils, they leave him. Now Herod, perceiving that the wise men did delay and not return to him, called together the priest and wise men, and said, 
tell me in what place the Christ should be born. And when they replied, In Bethlehem, a city of Judea, he began to contrive in his own mind the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. But an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in his sleep, and said, Arise, take the child and his mother, and go into Egypt as soon as the cock crows. So he arose and went. And as he was considering with himself about his journey, the morning came upon him. In the length of the journey the girts of the saddle broke, and now he drew near to a great city in which there was an idol to which the priests of the other idols and gods of Egypt brought their offerings and vows. And there was by this idol a priest ministering to it, who, as often as Satan spoke out of that idol, related the things he said to the inhabitants of Egypt and those countries. This priest had a son three years old, who was possessed with a great multitude of devils, who uttered many strange things, and when the devils seized him, walked about naked with his clothes torn, throwing stones at those whom he saw. Near to that idol was the inn of the city, into which when Joseph and St. Mary were come and had turned into that inn, all the inhabitants of the city were astonished. And all the magistrates and priests of the idols assembled before that idol, and made inquiry there, saying, What means all this consternation and dread which has fallen upon all our country? The idol answered them, The unknown God has come thither, who is truly God, nor is there any one besides him who is worthy of divine worship, for he is truly the Son of God. At the fame of him this country trembled, and at his coming it is under the present commotion and consternation, and we ourselves are affrighted by the greatness of his power. And at the same instant this idol fell down, and at his fall all the inhabitants of Egypt besides others ran together. But the son of the priest, when his usual disorder came upon him going into the inn, found there Joseph and St. Mary, whom all the rest had left behind and forsook. And when the lady St. Mary had washed the swaddling clothes of the Lord Christ, and hanged them out to dry upon a post, the boy possessed with the devil took down one of them and put it upon his head. And presently the devils began to come out of his mouth and fly away in the shape of crows and serpents. From that time the boy was healed by the power of the Lord Christ, and he began to sing praises and give thanks to the Lord who had healed him. When his father saw him restored to his former state of health, he said, My son, what has happened to thee, and by what means wert thou cured? The son answered, When the devils seized me, I went into the inn, and there found a very handsome woman with a boy whose swaddling clothes she had just before washed, and hanged out upon a post. One of these I took and put it upon my head, and immediately the devils left me and fled away. At this the father exceedingly rejoiced, and said, My son, perhaps this boy is the son of the living God, who made the heavens and the earth. For as soon as he came amongst us the idol was broken, and all the gods fell down and were destroyed by a greater power. Then was fulfilled the prophecy which saith, Out of Egypt I have called my son. Chapter 5 Joseph and Mary leave Egypt, go to the haunts of robbers, who hearing a mighty noise as of a great army flee away. Now Joseph and Mary, when they heard that the idol was fallen down and destroyed, were seized with fear and trembling, and said, When we were in the land of Israel, Herod intending to kill Jesus, slew for that purpose all the infants at Bethlehem and that neighborhood. And there is no doubt but the Egyptians, if they come to hear that this idol is broken and fallen down, will burn us with fire. They went therefore hence to the secret places of robbers, who robbed travelers as they passed by of their carriages and their clothes, and carried them away bound. These thieves, upon their coming, heard a great noise, 
such as the noise of a king with a great army and many horses, and the trumpet sounding at his departure from his own city, at which they were affrighted, as to leave all their booty behind and fly away in haste. Upon this the prisoners arose, and loosed each other's bonds, and taking each man his bags, they went away, and saw Joseph and Mary coming towards them, and inquired, Where is that king, the noise of whose approach the robbers heard and left us, so that we are now come off safe? Joseph answered, He will come after us. Chapter 6 Mary looks on a woman in whom Satan had taken up his abode, and she becomes dispossessed. Christ, kissed by a bride made dumb by sorcerers, cures her, miraculously cures a gentlewoman in whom Satan had taken up his abode, a leprous girl cured by the water in which he was washed, and becomes the servant of Joseph and Mary, the leprous son of a prince's wife cured in like manner. His mother offers large gifts to Mary and dismisses her. Then they went into another city where there was a woman possessed with a devil, and in whom Satan, that cursed rebel, had taken up his abode. One night when she went to fetch water she could neither endure her clothes on nor to be in any house, but as often as they tied her with chains or cords she brake them and went out into desert places, and sometimes standing where roads crossed and in churchyards would throw stones at men. When St. Mary saw this woman she pitied her, whereupon Satan presently left her and fled away in the form of a young man, saying, Woe to me because of thee, Mary, and thy son. So the woman was delivered from her torment, but considering herself naked she blushed and avoided seeing any man and having put on her clothes went home and gave an account of her case to her father and relations who, as they were the best of the city, entertained St. Mary and Joseph with the greatest respect. The next morning, having received a sufficient supply of provisions for the road, they went from them, and about the evening of the day arrived at another town, where a marriage was then about to be solemnized. But by the arts of Satan and the practices of sorcerers, the bride was become so dumb that she could not so much as open her mouth. But when this dumb bride saw the Lady St. Mary entering into the town and carrying Lord Christ in her arms, she stretched out her hands to the Lord Christ and took him in her arms, and closely hugging him, very often kissed him, continually moving him and pressing him to her body. Straightway the string of her tongue was loosed, and her ears were opened, and she began to sing praises unto God who had restored her. So there was great joy among the inhabitants of the town that night, who thought that God and his angels were come down among them. In this place they abode three days, meeting with the greatest respect and most splendid entertainment and being then furnished by the people with provisions for the road they departed and went to another city in which they were inclined to lodge because it was a famous place there was in this city a gentlewoman who as she went down one day to the river to bathe behold cursed satan leaped upon her in the form of a serpent and folded himself about her belly and every night lay upon her this woman seeing the lady st mary and the lord christ the infant in her bosom asked the lady St. Mary that she would give her the child to kiss and carry in her arms. When she had consented, and as soon as the woman had moved the child, Satan left her and fled away, nor did the woman ever afterwards see him. Hereupon all the neighbors praised the supreme God, and the woman rewarded them with ample beneficence. On the morrow the same woman brought perfumed water to wash the Lord Jesus, and when she had washed him she preserved the water and there was a girl there whose body was white with leprosy, who being sprinkled with this water and washed was instantly cleansed from her leprosy. 
The people thereafter said, Without doubt, Joseph and Mary and that boy are gods, for they do not look like mortals. And when they were making ready to go away, the girl, who had been troubled with the leprosy, came and desired they would permit her to go along with them. So they consented, and the girl went with them till they came to a city in which was the palace of a great king, and whose house was not far from the inn. Here they stayed, and when the girl went one day to the prince's wife and found her in a sorrowful and mournful condition, she asked her the reason of her tears. She replied, Wonder not at my groans, for I am under a great misfortune of which I dare not tell any one. But, says the girl, if you will entrust me with your private grievance, perhaps I may find you a remedy for it. Thou therefore, says the prince's wife, shall keep the secret and not discover it to any one alive. I have been married to this prince, who rules as king over large dominions, and lived long with him before he had any child by me. At length I conceived by him, but alas, I brought forth a leprous son, which when he saw him would not own to be his, but said unto me, Either do thou kill him, or send him to some nurse in such a place that he may never be heard of, and now take care of yourself, I will never see you more. So here I pine, lamenting my wretched and miserable circumstances. Alas, my son, alas, my husband, have I disclosed it to you? The girl replied, I have found a remedy for your disease, which I promise you, for I also was leprous. But God has cleansed me, even he who is called Jesus, the son of the Lady Mary. The woman inquiring where that God was whom she spake of, the girl answered, He lodges with you here, in the same house. But how can this be, says she, where is he? Behold, replied the girl, Joseph and Mary, and the infant who is with them is called Jesus, and it is he who delivered me from my disease and torment. But by what means, says she, were you cleansed from your leprosy? Will you not tell me that? Why not, says the girl, I took the water with which his body had been washed and poured it upon me, and my leprosy vanished. The prince's wife then arose and entertained them, providing a great feast for Joseph among a large company of men and the next day took perfumed water to wash the Lord Jesus, and afterwards poured the same water upon her son, whom she had brought with her, and her son was instantly cleansed from his leprosy. Then she sang thanks unto God, and said, Blessed is the mother that bare thee, O Jesus. Dost thou thus cure men of the same nature with thyself with the water with which thy body is washed? She then offered very large gifts to the Lady Mary, and sent her away with all imaginable respect. Chapter 7 A man who could not enjoy his wife freed from his disorder, a young man who had been bewitched and turned into a mule, miraculously cured by Christ being put on his back, and is married to the girl who had been cured of leprosy. They came afterwards to another city and had a mind to lodge there. Accordingly they went to a man's house who was newly married, but by the influence of sorcerers could not enjoy his wife. But they, lodging at his house that night, the man was freed of his disorder. And when they were preparing early in the morning to go forward on their journey, the new married person hindered them, and provided a noble entertainment for them. But going forward on the morrow, they came to another city, and saw three women going from a certain grave with great weeping. When St. Mary saw them, she spake to the girl who was their companion, saying, Go and inquire of them what is the matter with them, and what misfortune has befallen them. When the girl asked them, they made her no answer, but asked her again, Who are ye, and where are ye going? For the day is far spent, and the night is at hand. We are travellers, saith the girl, and we are seeking for an inn to lodge at. 
They replied, Go along with us and lodge with us. They then followed them and were introduced into a new house, well furnished, with all sorts of furniture. Now it was winter time, and the girl went into the parlour where these women were, and found them weeping and lamenting as before. By them stood a mule covered over with silk, and an ebony collar hanging down from his neck, whom they kissed and were feeding. But when the girl said, How handsome, ladies, that mule is, they replied with tears and said, This mule which you see was our brother, born of the same mother as we. For when our father died and left us a very large estate, and we had only this brother, and we endeavoured to procure him a suitable match, and thought he should be married as other men, some giddy and jealous women bewitched him without our knowledge. And we, one night a little before day, while the doors of the house were all shut fast, saw this our brother was changed into a mule, such as you now see him to be. And we, in the melancholy condition in which you see us, having no father to comfort us, have applied to all the wise men, magicians, and diviners in the world, but they have been of no service to us. As often, therefore, as we find ourselves oppressed with grief, we rise and go with this our mother to our father's tomb, where, when we have cried sufficiently, we return home. When the girl had heard this, she said, Take courage, and cease your fears, for you have a remedy for your afflictions near at hand, even among you in the midst of your house. For I was also leprous, but when I saw this woman and this little infant with her, whose name is Jesus, I sprinkled my body with the water with which his mother had washed him, and I was presently made well. And I am certain that he is also capable of relieving you under your distress. Wherefore arise, and go to my mistress Mary, and when you have brought her into your own parlour, disclose to her the secret, at the same time earnestly beseeching her to compassionate your case. As soon as the woman had heard the girl's discourse, they hastened away to the lady St. Mary, introduced themselves to her, and sitting down before her they wept and said o oh, our lady st mary pity your handmaids for we have no head of our family no one elder than us no father or brother to go in or out before us but this mule which you see was our brother which some women by witchcraft have brought into this condition which you see we therefore entreat you to compassionate us hereupon st mary was grieved at their case and taking the lord jesus put him upon the back of the mule and said to her son o jesus christ restore or heal according to thy extraordinary power this mule and grant him to have again the shape of a man and a rational creature as he had formerly this was scarce said by the lady st mary but the mule immediately passed into a human form and became a young man without any deformity then he and his mother and the sisters worshipped the lady st mary and lifting the child upon their heads they kissed him and said blessed is thy mother o jesus o saviour of the world blessed are the eyes which are so happy to see thee then both the sisters told their mother saying of a truth our brother is restored to his former shape by the help of the lord jesus christ and the kindness of that girl who told us of mary and her son and inasmuch as our brother is unmarried it is fit that we marry him to this girl their servant when they had consulted mary in this matter and she had given her consent they made a splendid wedding for this girl and so their sorrow being turned into gladness and their mourning into mirth they began to rejoice and to make merry and sing being dressed in their richest attire with bracelets afterwards they glorified and praised god saying o jesus son of david who changest sorrow into gladness and mourning into mirth after this joseph and mary tarried there ten days then went away having received great respect from these people 
who when they took their leave of them and returned home cried but especially the girl chapter eight joseph and mary pass through a country infested by robbers titus a humane thief offers dumachus his comrade forty groats to let joseph and mary pass unmolested jesus prophesies that the thieves dumachus and titus shall be crucified with him and that titus shall go before him into paradise christ causes a well to spring from a sycamore tree and mary washes his coat in it a balsam grows there from his sweat they go to memphis where christ works more miracles return to judea being warned depart for nazareth in their journey from thence they came into a desert country and were told it was manifested with robbers so joseph and st mary prepared to pass through it in the night and as they were going along behold they saw two robbers asleep in the road and with them a great number of robbers who were their confederates also asleep the names of these two were titus and Demachus. and titus said to Demachus, i beseech thee let these persons go along quietly that our company may not perceive anything of them but Demachus refusing them titus again said i will give thee forty groats and as a pledge take my girdle which he gave him before he had done speaking that he might not open his mouth or make a noise when the lady st mary saw the kindness which this robber did shew them she said to him the lord god will receive thee to his right hand and grant thee pardon of thy sins then the lord jesus answered and said to his mother when thirty years are expired o mother the jews will crucify me at jerusalem and these two thieves shall be with me at the same time upon the cross titus on my right hand and Demachus on my left and from that time titus shall go before me into paradise and when she had said god forbid this should be thy lot o my son they went on to a city in which were several idols which as soon as they came near to it was turned into hills of sand hence they went to that sycamore tree which is now called materia and in materia the lord jesus caused a well to spring forth in which saint mary washed his coat and a balsam is produced or grows in that country from the sweat which ran down there from the lord jesus thence they proceeded to memphis and saw pharaoh and abode three years in egypt and the lord jesus did very many miracles in egypt which are neither to be found in the gospel of the infancy nor in the gospel of perfection at the end of three years he returned out of egypt and when he came near to judea joseph was afraid to enter for hearing that herod was dead and that archelaus his son reigned in his stead he was afraid and when he went to judea an angel of god appeared to him and said o joseph go into the city of nazareth and abide there it is strange indeed that he who is the lord of all countries should be thus carried backward and forward through so many countries chapter nine two sick children cured by water wherein christ was washed when they came afterwards into the city of bethlehem they found there several very desperate distempers which became so troublesome to children by seeing them that most of them died there was there a woman who had a sick son whom she brought when he was at the point of death to the lady st mary who saw her when she was washing jesus christ then said the woman o oh, my lady mary look down upon this my son who is afflicted with most dreadful pains st mary hearing her said take a little of that water with which i have washed my son and sprinkle it upon him then she took a little of that water as st mary had commanded and sprinkled it upon her son who being wearied with his violent pains was fallen asleep and after he had slept a little awaked perfectly well and recovered the mother being abundantly glad of this success went again to st mary and st mary said to her give praise to god who hath cured this thy son 
there was in the same place another woman, a neighbour of her, whose son was now cured. This woman's son was afflicted with the same disease, and his eyes were now almost quite shut, and she was lamenting for him day and night. The mother of the child which was cured said to her, Why do you not bring your son to St. Mary, as I brought my son to her, when he was in the agonies of death? And he was cured by that water with which the body of her son Jesus was washed. When the woman heard her say this, she also went, and having procured the same water, washed her son with it whereupon his body and his eyes were instantly restored to their former state and when she brought her son to st mary and opened his case to her she commanded her to give thanks to god for the recovery of her son's health and tell no one what had happened chapter ten two wives of one man each have a sick son one of them named mary and whose son's name was caleb presents the virgin with a handsome carpet and caleb is cured but the son of the other wife dies which occasions a difference between the women the other wife puts caleb into a hot oven and he is miraculously preserved she afterwards throws him into a well and he is again preserved his mother appeals to the virgin against the other wife whose downfall the virgin prophesies and who accordingly falls into the well therein fulfilling a saying of old there were in the same city two wives of one man one had each a sick son one of them was called Mary, and her son's name was Caleb. She arose, and taking her son, went to the lady St. Mary, the mother of Jesus, and offered her a very handsome carpet, saying, O oh, my lady Mary, accept this carpet of me, and instead of it give me a small swaddling cloth. To this Mary agreed, and when the mother of Caleb was gone, she made a coat for her son of the swaddling cloth, put it on him, and his disease was cured. But the son of the other wife died hereupon there arose between them a difference in doing the business of the family by turns each her week and when the turn of mary the mother of caleb came and she was heating the oven to bake bread and went away to fetch the meal she left her son caleb by the oven whom the other wife her rival seeing to be by himself took and cast him into the oven which was very hot and then went away mary on her return saw her son caleb lying in the middle of the oven laughing and the oven was quite as cold as though it had not been before heated, and knew that her rival the other wife had thrown him into the fire. When she took him out, she brought him to the Lady St. Mary, and told her the story, to whom she replied, Be quiet, I am concerned lest thou shouldst make this matter known. After this her rival the other wife, as she was drawing near water at the well, saw Caleb playing by the well, and that no one was near, took him and threw him into the well and when some men came to fetch water from the well they saw the boy sitting on the superficies of the water and drew him out with ropes and were exceedingly surprised at the child and praised god then came the mother and took him and carried him to the lady st mary lamenting and saying o oh, my lady see what my rival hath done to my son and how she hath cast him into the well and i do not question but one time or other she will be the occasion of his death st mary replied to her god will vindicate your injured cause accordingly a few days after when the other wife came to the well to draw water her foot was entangled in the rope so that she fell headlong into the well and they who ran to her assistance found her skull broken and bones bruised so she came to a bad end and in her was fulfilled that saying of the author they digged a well and made it deep but fell themselves into the pit which they prepared chapter eleven bartholomew when a child and sick miraculously restored by being laid on christ's bed another woman in that city had likewise two sons sick 
and when one was dead, the other who lay at the point of death she took in her arms to the Lady St. Mary, and in a flood of tears addressed herself to her, saying, O my lady, help and relieve me, for I had two sons, the one I have just now buried, and the other I see as fast at the point of death. Behold how I earnestly seek for your from God, and pray to him. And then she said, O Lord, thou art gracious and merciful and kind. Thou hast given me two sons, one of them thou hast taken to thyself. O spare me this other. St. Mary then perceiving the greatness of her sorrow, pitied her, and said, Do thou place thy son in my son's bed, and cover him with his clothes. And when she had placed him in the bed wherein Christ lay, at the moment when his eyes were just closed by death, as soon as ever the small of the garments of the Lord Jesus Christ reached the boy, his eyes were opened, and calling with a loud voice to his mother, he asked for bread, and when he had received it, he sucked it. Then his mother said, O Lady Mary, now I am assured that the powers of God do dwell in you, so that thy son can cure children who are of the same sort as himself, as soon as they touch his garments. This boy who was thus cured is the same who in the gospel is called Bartholomew. End of section 3